What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Anime Casuals, the Lucky Rants, and I'm your host, Lucky. So today I'm going to be talking about something that I'm actually very, you know, thankful for that happened because I was running out of uh, things to kind of drag on about. As you guys all know, I was in an anime rut. So then I talked about my anime rut, and then I talked about uh, what it's like to be an anime YouTube channel. And uh, by the way, sorry for getting this out so late. I actually didn't realize that I hadn't recorded this. I just remember thinking, uh, I, I remember mentioning it in one of our talks when I was talking to uh, Michael and Johnny. Uh, by the way, you guys can check out uh, their most recent podcast uh, where they talk about Ruby. Um, and, you know, I I recently watched, um, actually I had two really great animes, but um, I'll, I'll go back to uh, the first one that I ended up getting me out of my um, anime rut and that was orange and orange is a very interesting very interesting anime because it, it talks a lot about um, the topic of mental illness in particular with with suicide which is not something i was really expecting it to really talk about um, when i first heard about this i heard about it uh as like a, a romance one like which it is but uh, it just kind of threw me off how deep it got into, you know, the the idea of mental illness. And for people that don't know, I, I suffer from mental illness myself and was hospitalized in 20, uh, 2011. And, you know, it was really deep. And so then it kind of made me, you know, it's not that that you really need to, it's not that it's not obvious, but sometimes you need a reminding that anime covers a broad spe spectrum of, of uh, subjects. And sometimes you need, you know, you need that kind of perspective and you need that, you know, you need an anime like Orange to really kick you out of that rut. So at least for me, uh, that that was what really, um, you know, got me back into watching anime. And then most recently, I started watching uh, Mobile Suit Gundam on Funimation, which I don't know how recently it started. Um, I want to say it was within the last couple of weeks, but I hadn't been on Funimation for a while. As I said, I was in an anime rut. So um, I was lucky to even get on Verve or VRV. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the most I could do, but, uh, you know, I got on Funimation. I was, um, I, funny enough, I was actually looking for, um, I, I did the video about uh, my favorite anime bros. And so I was trying to look on Funimation and Verve to see, to, you know, somebody on one of my Omegle chats had mentioned, it wasn't in my, my video, but, um, you know, they had mentioned about, uh, or they had talked a little bit about a, uh, you know, keeping a, uh, they keep a journal of all the anime that they've watched. And I was like, that's such a great idea. Like, why am I not doing this? Which I'm still not doing, by the way. Uh, maybe this, uh, this podcast will help me remember that. But, uh, you know, I digress. Anyway, you know, I was on there. And then all of a sudden I saw Mobile Suit Gundam. And I, I don't know if you guys, you know, have been keeping up with me. But I am a big fan of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. And if you're not too familiar, uh, this... Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam follows, you know, the um, the adventures of, uh, you know, this this uh, you know the civilian group that was basically turned into military. You know, they they ended up uh, having to leave the uh, the space colony, which the space colony is basically like this uh, this I don't know exactly how to describe it, like this insulated environment that's outside of Earth that is, you know, there to kind of uh, replicate what Earth is like, you know. And, um, so anyway, they're, they're, they're called like, uh, you know, the, I think this in one in particular is side seven and, you know, you know, civilians and uh, it ends up getting attacked by, uh, this group called the principality of Xeon. Um, and again, you know, this is 
this is uh this is war between uh, this takes place during a war between the earth federation and the principality of zeon because zeon wanted to kind of annex themselves they wanted to uh, be their own place and so they broke off from the earth federation that kind of thing and you know basically you know amuro who's a civilian he gets thrust into this position of you know he has to try and protect his uh, he has, ends up trying to have, to have to, you know, protect his colony. So he ends up taking this mobile suit, uh, Gundam. <laughs> uh, he said it. He said the name of the series. Um, <laughs> he ends up having to take uh, control of it, and it was actually developed by his father. Um, I think I think his name's Tem Ray. And uh, you know, he ends up having to do this, and you know, ends up doing great and all that kind of stuff. But uh, man, that that series, I have been with that series uh for a while now and the reason why is because i got introduced through the games which is actually something i kind of talk about in my most recent video about mobile suit gundam which uh you know you guys can check out on our, on our youtube channel but you know i don't want to go too much into that but i, I just today i just want to kind of want to talk about uh just how great anime is and you know you're going to hear that a lot on this channel but just how great it is because Man, anime can just anime takes so many different forms, and I think that's why we get into the debate sometimes about what you know, what is anime? You know, what? How do you describe anime? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I my opinion is actually very different than Michael's opinion on anime. Um, to give you an example. I don't consider Ruby uh, an anime. I do. I just don't because it's not made by. It's not. I mean, almost none of it actually has to do. Uh, none of it, almost none of it, uh, how do I say this? Almost none of it really is produced in Japan. Like it's all over in, in Texas, you know, from a place called uh, uh, Rooster Teeth, a company called Rooster Teeth. Now, granted, it's been dubbed in, you know, Japanese and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like saying that if you dub a cartoon um, if you dub a cartoon in Japanese, like, I don't know, Johnny Bravo, Dexter's Lab, you know, take your pick, then you, that automatically, um, that automatically becomes Japanese, or that automatically becomes anime when it goes over there. Um, but, you know, I also realize that the term anime is just so broad that it's almost, it's really hard to, do, to define it sometimes. So, you know, that that's kind of an interesting point there, but I think that's why anime is so great is because it's almost it's really hard to to really figure out where um it almost it's hard to like really like if somebody asked you what is anime right you could say the the broad term um you know it's made in japan all this kind of stuff but then you start to get in the logistics of it and then you realize most uh, a good amount of japanese anime is actually uh it's actually uh you know um animated over in korea and then you know what does that mean does it does that mean it's, it's disqualified from being anime so it starts to get really uh you start to get you know into really the semantics of it instead of really appreciating what anime is and you know like i said if somebody asked me to define anime it's oh man it is that is like a that is a, that is a question right there man that is, that is the ultimate question i i just wouldn't know what to say you know i just would say it's just something that really looks uh deep and on life but then again you could say that about other shows so then you say well it's just um a certain style it's just a certain style of uh, animation then you look at things like berserk 2016 and then you you ask yourself well i mean that's anime right 
then it starts to get confusing, right? Because Berserk has very similar anime to, uh, animation to to Ruby. Um, now Ruby's is a lot better now, but you know it, it it begs the question like what is anime? And then you start to get into that kind of uh, rabbit hole discussion, that kind of spiral into you know what came first, the the chicken or the egg? Um, you, you know, just trying to explain something that's um, doesn't I don't I don't even think it needs explaining. You know, you just really need to see it for yourself. And, you know, that's what makes anime so great is no matter what you, you know, if you're like, uh, you know, if you think about me, Michael and Johnny, right, we have, we have similar tastes, like we'll watch things of the other, like I'll watch fan servicey things. I've, I've watched, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some, I, I was actually the one that got Johnny into Peter Grill. Um, now granted, I fell off of it really hard because I realized where it was going. Um, but, you know, that, that Johnny, it, you know, went with it. And, you know, uh, Michael got me into watching um, Lelouch. Uh, hold on. Let me think about this. What, what was it? Uh, Code Geass. Sorry. I was, I was like, Lelouch. It's not, that's not the name of the series. That's the name of the protagonist. But he got me into Code Geass, which is, you know, and he, he was trying to get me into watching um, Evangelion. And uh, thank you, Anime Josh, for making me feel self-conscious about, uh, about, that, about the pronunciation of that. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's one of those things that really uh, – it, it's one of those things that just everybody looks at it so differently. It, it almost reminds me of – and I, I don't know exactly how to put this. So if if you're very politically correct, I you know, hope this doesn't uh, offend you. But it almost reminds me of like politics and religion, right? There's so many different views on it. And it's almost like everybody has a different uh, account of it based on where they come from. And they almost have a different, uh, hmm, they almost have a different view of what's acceptable and what's not. And that's the same way I think of anime, which is crazy because, you know, it, it comes from one culture, right? Politics comes from different cultures. Like we get, get our, we get democracy from, you know, from uh, the Greeks, but, you know, it, and it's, it's within all, all of our cultures, right? Uh, well, sorry, most of our cultures, and it's it's you know kind of a universal thing but if you talk about anime that's specifically from that part of the world and it's just so many different viewpoints that's what i loved about doing those omegle videos now granted i don't like talking to people it's not exactly my it's not like i really uh it's not that i don't like talking to people it's just the anxiety that comes with it and so it gets to the point where i'm really uh you know, when I, when I was doing those, you know, I talked to somebody, you know, a couple of people from India. I talked to, um, you know, I talked to uh, first from Ireland and or, sorry, Scotland, excuse me. <laughs> They're not the same thing. I apologize. about that. <laughs> um, And then, I, you know, I got to talk to a couple different people from different age groups, too. Um, you know, actually, funny enough, I think the <laughs> the one I did uh, last time really threw me off at how, how young the people were that I was talking to. Um, and also made me feel super old, even though I'm only 27. Uh, but, uh, you know, but the way they look at anime is going to be very different from the way I look at anime, right? The way that, uh, you know, and vice versa, right? Um, and, you know, that that's kind of why I'm so thankful. I feel like anime is kind of the last, um, the last bastion for freedom of expression. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, at least here in the West, there's been this kind of political correctness uh, push 
I guess. And I, I don't, I really, I'm really trying hard not to get too political with this, but all, all I'm trying to say is, um, you know, this freedom of expression through speech, through, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, man, that's really emphasized in anime, man. You can do some crazy stuff in anime and it's really, nobody can really come after it because it's a different culture. I mean, of course that culture, you know, can, can go after themselves, but, um, I haven't seen, Hmm. Yeah, I haven't really seen any uh, examples of that, you know, whereas over here, if you say something or if you do something that seems a little out of turn on either, you know, either side of whatever spectrum you're on, um, it, it can be like attacked viciously. But over there, um, at least with anime, you look at it as an art form, you know, you look at it as a uh, freedom of expression, you look at it as somebody's, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an art form. You look at it as it is somebody's uh, subjective way of, of expressing themselves. And I think that's a beautiful thing about anime, right? And that's why I kind of say that they're like one of the, they're one of the last, uh, if not the last bastion for freedom of expression. You know, when, when things get censored, I mean, granted, I mean, Johnny, Johnny is, has a video, <laughs> great video about censorship in anime, right? Kind of, um, it, but granted, that's only when it comes, hmm. Okay, that it seems like it only it only happens when it comes over to different places, right? Whereas if it's uh, made over in Japan, like they don't do anything with the explicit nature of uh, of trying to censor it because you know why else would they draw it? You know <laughs> why else would they draw it if they wanted it to be censored? But you know I could be completely wrong about that. But that's kind of uh, but that's kind of like away from the point. But you know that's I think that's what's so great about anime. You know, I remember a long time ago, I did a philosophical essay when well, I used to be a, sorry, I should preface this. I used to be a philosophy major before I dropped out of uh, college. And I did this uh, essay on um, like the import, I think it was like the importance of exotic art, uh, so, something like that. And by exotic art, I don't actually mean, um, sorry, exotic art, excuse me, <laughs> the importance of erotic art. I apologize. That was not what I, I did not mean to say exotic art, um, you know, the importance of erotic art. And, you know, I was kind of just saying that, you know, I at first I kind of felt guilty about looking at things that I was attracted to, like looking at um, paintings that depicted things that I was attracted to sexually, right? And then you know I started to kind of fray it up a little bit, and you start to welcome that as part of the experience, right? The author is trying to evoke uh, something within you that is uh, you know that is uh, an emotion, and I think that's the same way with anime. You know, every time. You know, watching uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is way different than watching something like Orange, right? You're going to get different emotional responses from whatever you're watching, you know? Same way as, like, um, if you're watching Corpse Party, which, by the way, please, if, if you are squeamish, do not watch Corpse Party. I, I messed up, and I got, you know, I saw, like, the JRPG style of it uh from like the video game like you know just like oh this is nice even though it, i mean it's pretty brutal in there too but you know once you see it in anime form you're like oh god what what have i done what have i done to myself um <laughs> you know that's gonna be very different from like uh let's say prison school even though very graphic but just in a different way right it's 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 uh, erotically and not exotically it's erotically graphic whereas the uh corpse party is just uh gory you know just gory uh, graphic uh graphic gore and so that's just i think that's just so the great thing about anime is like you know there's some sick person that really probably loves corpse party and you know god bless you but man i oh man that thing scarred me for a while man <laughs> um 
And, you know, and there's other anime that just um, are there to kind of evoke things within you that um, maybe you, maybe it's an emotion that you don't really think about a lot. You know, that happens to me all the time. You know, I'm not very, uh, sometimes I, you know, I'll leave an emotion beca- because one emotion kind of comes up for me and then it just, uh, that's, that's the emotion I want to focus on now. Like that, what is that? What is that? Um, and that could be anything like negative emotions, positive emotions, like just anything like that. I just tend to, but then I just tend to forget about the other ones. You know, if I'm thinking about happiness, I forget about sadness. If I, if I'm focused on sadness and you forget about happiness and, you know, if you focus too much on anything like that, it can have a real negative effect on the other emotions that are within you. So I think that's the, great thing about anime is that it really does uh invoke this uh you know certain emotions that man otherwise you know you probably wouldn't have explored before you know sometimes seeing uh something that you think in art form really starts to can really get you thinking about it right um kind of the same thing with like you know i always say this a lot on my my mental health channel is like my my mind gets blown a lot whenever somebody puts puts uh, something within like a different perspective right um you know whether it be uh like one guest that i had on my mental health channel was talking about uh in in one of her videos she had talked about like uh you know it, it mental health is kind of like when you break your arm right if you don't get it if you know people are feel sorry for you but if you don't get that thing fixed you know if you if you're you have a broken arm and you're you're let's say uh complaining about it for like a year and you never get it fixed. Like nobody's going to really care because it's like, well, you should have got it fixed. Same thing with mental health. Like if you're, if you're mentally ill and you, you know, you, uh, complain about it, like I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed and you don't get anything done with it. People start to get sick of you complaining about it and kind of sick of you not doing anything about it. Right. Whereas if you get a cast or you're in therapy and you're talking about the progress that you're making or, you know, the struggles that you have to go through, then people have a renewed interest in what you're trying to talk about. And yeah, it's, it, it kind of reminds me of that. Like the way I look at anime, like when anime really brings something up, like, you know, and my, my mind got blown by that metaphor, even though it seems to make a lot of sense, but sometimes we forget about things that make sense until they're put in a different, uh, a different form, you know, in front of us, you know, it, like I said, a lot of things make sense in life, but until they, they're presented to us in maybe a form that we accept, a lot of times we don't, uh, you know, we don't see the value of it until then. We don't see the value of these metaphors or anything like that, or we don't see the value in, um, you know, moral principles, maybe. And then once you see a moral principle, uh, you know, I give you an example, like maybe Full Metal Alchemist, right? When you see the sins, like the seven deadly sins actually like personified, actually, you know, encompassed by, uh, you know, the the, the homunculi from uh, Full Metal Alchemist, you start to really get a sense of what that is. Whereas if you're just talking about it, like, uh, you know, if you're talking about it in church or something like that, you talk about the sin of greed, you know, and, and wanting too much and gluttony and, you know, you start to realize that sins are, you know, literally just over, over abundance of a certain feeling, right? Um, cause you need all of those in balance in order to be a, you know, a good human being. You need a certain amount of lust in order to want to procreate. You want, you need a certain amount of greed in order to want, uh, you know, to provide for your family, you need, you know, just all these things. 
Um, but then, you know, when you see it in Full Metal Alchemist, it makes a whole lot of sense. Like, wow, e any one of these just taken out of, uh, you know, taken to the extreme could really hurt yourself. And, you know, it just, uh, I, and like I said, man, that's, that's a really, that's really the great thing about anime. And that's kind of where I'm getting to in the more of the subject of this is just how great anime is, you know? Um, and how I think sometimes we take anime for granted, uh, especially me when I was in the anime rut, you know, I was just thinking about, oh my God, all the tropes in anime, you know, um, anime will never change anime, you know, it, it's, you know, it's too bland. You know, I was thinking about all this stuff. I run a, I, you know, I, I help run an anime channel. Like, what am I doing thinking about this stuff? But yeah, you really start to take anime for granted until you get some, uh, until you get an anime that kind of like stokes the fire back in you. And then, you know, just like Orange did, now I'm way back into anime, you know, to the point where I'm not even playing as many video games. I'm watching more anime than anything. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, I think this podcast uh, today is mostly just to remind you of just how great anime is and how thankful we should be really for it. And um, how thankful we're probably going to be in the future that it exists because, you know, at one point anime was a real foreign, well, I mean, it is a foreign thing, but, <laughs> um, you know, no pun intended, but you know, how, how much of a, you know, how much of a minority of media it really took up at one point. Now it's, you know, all over the place, you know, we're hearing celebrities talk about it. You know, we heard Michael B. Jordan talk about it. And now he's doing an anime like thing with, uh, with Genlock over in uh, Rooster Teeth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to be thankful for for anime. And, you know, we should really be grateful for what it's brought us. So, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about this podcast, guys. I hope that you guys are also as grateful for anime as I am right now. And hopefully I can keep that uh, graciousness in uh, <laughs> intact as, uh, you know, I go throughout the year and, uh, you know, go into the new year. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And remember to always keep it casual.